Welcome, welcome, children, to Alchemy Answers, episode fifty-six. Uh, thank you for tuning in and joining us live. If you are not a patron already and you want to ask us questions on these weekly shows, you should potentially check out our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/DotaAlchemy, or uh, depending on how many questions we get, you can just go ahead and spam it away in chat for yeah, the yeah. next 45 minutes and we might get to it at the end of the show. So without further ado, Jenkins, let's do this thing. We actually have, uh, we, we don't have that many questions. Um, I see there are some people typing in the patron chat, but we have like four questions. So uh, yeah, this is definitely going to be a very chat oriented episode without a doubt. Um, okay, first question. So. We have Shadow Trader. How do you deal with your teammates not buying a BKB, of course, including asking them very, very nicely to buy it? Uh, should you just try your best to avoid team fights? Okay, so my opinion on that is that sometimes there are people that refuse to buy BKBs, and avoiding team fights is definitely a in an okay tactic because eventually they might get it but i would say the best way to deal with that is to buy defensive items and just use all of those defensive items on that person that's refusing to buy a bkb get lotus orb get pipe get solar crest um force staff glimmer cape these sorts of things uh so that way you're kind of making up for their lack of defense by having defense yourself and a lot of the time, that's actually a good way to play in this patch. Um, a lot of carries are going like Satanic and Sanjin Yasha, uh, skipping BKB entirely, and then just having uh, their other heroes, like their position five, will buy some save items, some aura items. The offlaner will buy some save items, some aura items. You're kind of grouping up around that one guy who has all of the aggressive items, and then everybody else just builds around like keeping them alive. So I think that's a perfectly fine play style to play, and that's a really good like pivot for when your team is refusing to buy a BKB. Yeah. Um, you know, there's... I think you, you have to make a little bit of a judgment call because sometimes you just have, like, the the straight glass cannon carry who just desperately needs a BKB because they die every fight. They're showing up for every fight, and they're just dying every fight, and you're just like, please, just buy a BKB, and we win this game, and they just won't. And if that's the case, then I think you just don't fight with them because there's nothing to do. But... That being said, defensive items are drastically underrated in pubs. Yeah, definitely. And I think that if you are any position other than a carry, even carry, you can buy one or two more defensive items than you are currently, and you'll probably gain like a thousand MMR. Yep. I see a question in chat that I want to address just because I have kind of formulated my opinion on this okay. um, into something that's... A little bit more solid rather than you know like after a patch you just have all these floating ideas in your head it's kind of like a cloud and none of it really means anything you kind of think this thing is broken but it's not because you just haven't seen it in a game yet and so sure. forth anyway um somebody said is travels a core item is it a is a core rush item and i can tell you that i've been looking at a lot of replays from dota 2 pro tracker over the past couple of days because i felt like after the qualifiers that i wasn't really understanding what heroes were strong in the offlane uh like i said it was a cloud and i needed to like make it into something solid and one thing that i noticed is that almost every offlaner is going as long as you have some sort of creep clear it, offlaners are going some item some small item and then travels 
mm-hmm. some small item and then travel. Small item and travels. Like on Sand King, people do this. On Lashrak, people do this. On Puck, people do this. Yep. On Veno, people do this. On Beastmaster, people do this. It is on almost every offlaner in the current patch, other than like Centaur is one of the few. Tiny, only because he like needs treads. Doom, because why would you buy travels player. on doom yeah he can't kill creeps so it doesn't make a lot of sense to buy travels on him and he's kind of broken for other reasons but right. a lot of these offlaners uh, and i see that there's also like a lot of offline questions here. here's the most broke, broken offlaner right now a lot of the offlaners that are trending are the ones that uh, are able to buy travels and clear creeps because the outposts are just way too good they give you way too much and it is straight up not possible to contest outposts unless you have a nature's profit if the creep waves are pushed past yep. uh, the outpost. And that's why if you have travels, it's broken because you can, number one, you can travels to the outpost and it's it's not like a five second TP like a regular TP scroll. So that means you can defend outposts really easily. Yep. Uh, you can be the guy that TPs in first and then your team's five second TP that comes second well, that doesn't matter because that would be the regular TP delay anyway, right? So it's just defending an area. Um, but yep. basically, basically with travels, you push one lane, pass the outpost, TP2 to the other one, and then push that lane past the outpost for the five-minute mark. And then you have two outposts, and then you win Dota. Like, travels are fucking bonkers right now, man. Yeah, I mean, they were already broken, and now with these extra super far apart objectives that you also want to claim, they're just even better than ever. Um I forget which team it was. It was one of the high-level teams. I think it was Fnatic, maybe. They picked a Nature's Prophet, and then they had four heroes that went travels. And they all had travels by, like, 25 or 30 minutes. And it was... I think it's good, Unbelievable, man. dude. They were I'm everywhere. telling you, man. Every game, that every, every game that I get travels... I'm so glad you asked this question, because every game that I get travels feels so easy. Yeah, it feels so easy, and then every game that I don't have travels, it's like, oh shit, we don't have any outpost guys. Like, let's go to the outpost. You rush to the outpost, you don't get there in time, and it's yep. like this. So maybe it's just an artifact of like people don't understand the patch yet, and I'm just shitty and playing poorly around the outposts. But I can tell you that anecdotally, it feels really good to get travels right now. And every time I have travels, the game is just easy. So yeah, yep. I I love travels. Um, Elliot was asking for an off lane tier list, so I can kind of give you. I can give you one um, verbally uh, here. So you make that I, video you know, tonight, son. I will. I have it open. The thing is, like, I was going to record it yesterday and the day before, but I didn't feel like I had a hundred percent idea on. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's why I had Henry on because I didn't know what the mid tier list should actually look like. It was yeah, just like... no, he would he would definitely know that because he's been just grinding. Yeah. Um, but with 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 the offlane, I feel like um. Yeah, it's I'm just experiment I've been experimenting so much and I don't know what experiments are working because they're good or just working because like everybody else is experimenting too. Anyway, I'm pretty I'm still I'm pretty confident in this list uh right now as as it is because I've I've worked on it more. Um my S tier, I have Venomancer, uh Travels, Puck with Travels, Doom without Travels, just broken item, and then Sand King. These are these are the three uh the four S tier offliners. Uh, I think Sand King is broken because he's one of the few heroes that can buy travels and can be played in the offlane that's really strong in the lane and then has some sort of instant disable for that motherfuck Void Spirit. Like, <laughs> it, it feels so good to have Sand King versus a lot of the a lot of the heroes uh, in the current patch. Like, I, I really feel like 
that that hard. There's so much just broken, random nonsense happening right now. Fucking Magnus skewering on a two second cooldown. Life stealers inside some guys running at 550 move speed. Sometimes you just want to disable the bullshit that the enemy team is doing by literally stunning them and then having the opportunity to kill them. Like that's that's one. I would say Venno is like hands down the best hero in the patch in the offlane if he had some sort of hard disable. Because mm-hmm. I really feel like there's some there's some like new meta still he's S tier because he's, he's that pro so good. But so but good. like doesn't do anything to void spirit, True. doesn't do anything to lichen, doesn't do anything to this stupid Magnus skewering away all the time, right? Yep. Still he's good. So that should give you an idea of how broken he is. That even without hard disable, against all of this stuff that needs hard disable, he's still that good. So if he had some sort of hard disable, like what's even above S tier? He'd be like S plus 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 tier. Um Sure. So Puck, I think I think that's another reason Puck is really good. The coil counters a lot of these dumb like skewer the skewers and uh, anyway that's that's my S tier. Puck, Venno, Doom, Sand King. Uh, Doom's broken because the new eggs is insane and the buffs were insane to him. A tier, I have Lashrak with travels. Uh, Tiny going for more of like a right click build, at least scaling into it. Axe, I think, is really good. The new counter helix changes make him insane in laning. Uh, Beastmaster with travels is really good. And then after that, it doesn't really matter. It's basically all the other offlaners. I think there's tons right. of viable offlaners right now. Like Natures is okay. Bat is okay. Omni's okay. Centaur, Enigma, Abaddon, Lycan. Like, there's plenty of just okay shit in the offlane. Um, that, so, yeah, I mean... The the most the the most broken heroes definitely like the S tier heroes though are so much better than the heroes below them that I I almost think that that like B and C tier heroes don't even matter. Like yeah, you should you should just never be picking them basically if you don't have to, and you should probably never have to. Yeah, because this like puck <laughs> hero getting travels is so game winning. Yeah. That I don't see why you would want to be another hero like what would these other heroes offer that Puck doesn't as well as have the benefits that Puck has in a game? Like having that hero just clear all the waves and get both of the outposts with travels, it feels so right, you know? It feels it feels like impossible to have a bad game with that hero. So unless you're bored of Puck, I don't see why you would pick anything else. That's how Venno feels too right now. I've been having so much fun playing Venno offlane. You just go max out Poison Sting, you get max wards you have infinite vision like you can just defend your outposts by blocking off the trees with your wards and then yeah you, you just go like one bracer or veil into travels and then you show up to wherever there's a fight plant yourself there deep push until they try and force it and then you're a venomancer so you just win no venos venos definitely broken that heroes that hero was insane before the patch yep and um like I think the change to Poison Sting, the HP regen reduction. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's a that's a straight buff. They didn't even nerf anything to give them that buff. Right. So like, cool. I'm a Veno player. I like that. But if they didn't change anything about Veno, he'd still be broken right now. Yep. Because he was already broken before. He's one of the best travels builders in the game. He can jungle, and there's neutral items, and you can give core uh, supports lanes now. He's good at defending outposts. He's good at defending towers. He's good at pushing lanes. Like the hero is just total cancer, total cancer to deal with, and uh, that doesn't, you know, the the HP regen reduction has like almost no factor in that. Yep. Um. Anyway, okay, let's move on to the next question. Elliot was asking about starting items. Uh, I've seen a lot of different replays, uh, variety and replays that I've been watching, especially in the offlane. I think Quelling Blade is like a must for melee heroes. Uh, I've seen people go for. 
I've seen good offlaner. I've I've seen high level offlaners go like Bassy plus Branch plus Tango, and these people are constantly using the courier in the laning phase. Like I think you should start with bucklers and quelling blades and uh like rate band components. Like I think yep. you should go really minimal regen and just constantly use the courier. Right. Every couple of creeps, just send out another tango or salve or something. Exactly. Like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like in the original patch, uh, when it came out, I was certain that you needed like more regen in the offlane because couriers were so easy to snipe. And I think it just turns out people weren't using couriers well yeah. <laughs> because they're so slow. So people weren't used to it. But now, now when I'm watching like a pro game, you just see like five couriers constantly moving and people just pay attention to where they are and they go back and they, they uh, get the items from them. Right. So that they're not going to get sniped. You just can't use the the new couriers like they're the old couriers. That's all. Yep. That's all. But every lane is basically the mid lane. So that's that's how you should consider your starting items. Is you don't really need regen because you can just send a salve out on the bounty runes. True. Or send like, a self, self tango. We're like legit going towards the open AI strat right now, which is to come to lane with no regen and just damage, so that you can try, so you can trade and get last hits better, and then just use the couriers constantly to get regen when you need it. Yeah, I mean, think about think about how turbo works. Yeah. Like people people just buy uh people people just buy like items that give you stats and then they constantly send out salves and things like that yep it's like that that turbo's been out for a while and that's like the optimal strat even even like 2k players know that you know playing turbo they like it, it's 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 so common that everybody does it in every bracket it's just send salves and and instant healing so yeah just do that in real games now i think and and buy the big items uh, what is the meaning of tempo? Says I, I, I wanted to answer that one as well. And there was okay. another question earlier about somebody asking who, uh, how to end a game early because he doesn't like the games going 50 plus minutes, which I can totally agree with. I like to play fast and aggressive. And that really is what tempo is. Tempo, if you think about it, okay, if you think about it in a music term, right, it's, it's, it's the speed at which the beat is going. And so if you speed that up, the music tends to get faster. And just like in Dota, if you are the one setting the tempo, that means that you are making the other team play to your speed, essentially. So um, if if you think about it in, in hero terms, you've got a hero like Terrorblade or Anti-Mage. What do they have in their abilities that allow you to make the game go faster? Not a whole lot. Terrorblade kind of does, but Anti-Mage is the best example because he just doesn't do anything until he has two or three items. And so tempo would be something like um you know like an ursa somebody that can literally just run at you from level one and put pressure on you from level one abaddon is another great tempo hero jakiro nature's prophet these heroes that not only can they pressure you in lane because they're good laners but they're also good at taking towers and then with those tower gold they can scale to into items like mechanism which is a tempo item pipe is a tempo item vlaz is a tempo item because they give you these really strong auras to hit a power peak like early on in the game when people when people say a tempo controller, they're usually referring to like a mid laner that likes to run around and just fight constantly, uh, something like a puck or a queen of pain, and uh, that's that's basically just because like, well, I mean these these heroes have the capability of roaming and um, causing the tempo to be sped up in like all of the lanes as opposed to just one of them. Like something like an Abaddon is. Um, like an Abaddon is an offlaner, right? So like this is a good, it is a good tempo hero, but it's not, it's not like uh, people wouldn't say like Abaddon is like a 
tempo controller necessarily. Like, there are tempo heroes, which are heroes that... Progress the game towards winning fast. Yeah, usually when people say this is a tempo hero, they mean this is a fast tempo hero. There's, like, a hidden word there because, like, Terrorblade, like Donnie said, could also be considered a tempo hero, but it's a slow tempo hero. But once he hits his timing, he wants to play... He, he does want to play fast. So then you could say that he's like a tempo hero because he runs at towers. Um, and I would say like the heroes that are that are uh, like tempo heroes are the fast tempo heroes and the tempo controlling heroes are heroes that can get active, but they can get active like anywhere on the map really, really quickly. So like Nature's Prophet is is a really good one as well. Yeah. Because Fallout... like the... Sorry. You, you go. I, <laughs> All I, you. I was just going to say the follow-up question that Rahul is asking is, can we go for a tempo control support? And the answer is yes. That's like what the four was when it was the roaming role. And it's right. kind, it, it's kind of still part of the four's job. Like a Marana, a Tusk, an Earth Spirit. These heroes are constantly looking for an opportunity is, to set up plays. This is why it's like frustrating um, when... This is, this is something definitely that frustrates me when I get a position for it that just like sits in the lane mm-hmm. because it doesn't... It just like only sits in that lane because like... Or, or when, like, a carry doesn't leave the lane, you right. know? Um, because there, there are, like, certain moments in the game where it's, like, one hero's duty to, like, make the tempo faster because their hero is, like, good at that point. Right. So, like, the, the position four is usually, like, the roaming hero that's, like, strongest in the laning phase. And it's, like, your job to, like, make the game good while you're strong. And then the, 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 the uh, torch is passed to somebody else, and then it's somebody else's job to make the game not, like, not losing in in those like moments where where you're strong and like that's how you have a good draft is you have all these heroes where like hey this hero is good at this point this hero and this hero can combine at this point and be good and if you have somebody that's not doing that it's like at at that point like why are you picking the hero you know if like that hero is built to to have this strength at this point uh i i it's really frustrating like this is somebody picked an ursa and went jungle and, and yeah, like, yeah, and yeah, they were yeah. just like farming the jungle at 15 minutes. Like, right, dude, just run at the other team. They can't exactly. fight you. <laughs> gyro, gyro. This yes. is frustrating. Yes, this hero. And I tweeted about it, so I know that like a lot of people agree with this. This is like a common thought process, I guess, for people because when I tweeted, it got like 150 re- or 150 like likes mm-hmm. within a couple of days. So like apparently other people are pissed off about this too. But I just tweeted, stop picking gyro and hitting jungle creeps. Yep. Like. This hero is the fat, one of the fastest tempo carries in the game. One of his strengths is that he runs to a lane, he presses all of his spells, and he kills somebody, and he gets a tower. But you get to a certain point, and you can't do that anymore. And right. people that farm are allowing the enemy team to play to their strengths. So, like, if you're doing that, why are you not picking a Naga? Something that has a that's stronger at a later point in the game. If you want to jungle, that's fine. There are so many heroes in Dota. We play such a diverse game in terms of play styles. You can be any type of person and be good at this game. You can be aggressive and ridiculous and space making and crazy. That's fine. You can just be a baby back bitch and just sit in your jungle and, and not want to fight the enemy team. That's fine. But pick the right hero for it. Right. Don't pick a tempo hero and play a fast tempo hero and play to a slow tempo yep you can it's it's just the reason it's crazy is because it's illogical like people care about mmr but then they do shit like that it's like you can win mmr by playing to your strengths i guarantee you man nobody's bad at dota you're just good at certain things in dota and so much losing just happens when people try 
to play something that's not in their personality. Yeah, like, that is a big problem. Like, I love Phoenix. I love Phoenix, but I also love playing fast. And so I find myself sometimes being in the position where I have to be the one forcing the fights as a Phoenix. And I'm just like, what am I doing on this hero? Why am I not just playing Spirit Breaker or something like that? That <laughs> just puts a target on yeah. somebody and runs at them. Yeah, I love Spirit Breaker. That's that's like one of the fastest tempo heroes in Dota. He's just yeah. you just charged every lane. Feels good. Um, how would you break down what to do at every stage of a Dota two game? Like Come when on, when man. do you recognize when to jungle, when to stay behind? Uh, if you're ahead, how to how to stay ahead? Okay, so. You know, obviously this is a complicated subject to broach because that's basically what pros are thinking about all the time. Right. Pros aren't thinking about, oh, I'm going to press this button and then have the echo slam and chain my spells. That's all impulse. Like so much about Dota is just is just pure unadulterated impulse. And what people are thinking about is like, okay, I can't lane here anymore. I need to go somewhere else. And the faster you can recognize that, the better player you will be. And the pros are really fast at recognizing that. Yep. Not to call her out. You know, my, I was playing with my girlfriend the other day, and she's, she's like, ranked 900 Immortal, right? So she's, a, by, by, uh, this, by, like, regular standards, she's a very good player. Like, what is Immortal? Like, Divine's, like, top 1% or something, right? So yeah. Divine players are really good. But she was playing Ursa, and she was against a Weaver in lane, and... um I think it was like 12 minutes in, she she rotated out of the lane. And I uh, I like went over the replay with her and we were just talking and she was like asking me like what could she could she have done better? And she didn't lose that game for us by any means. Like I actually really threw that game, but she'll still she was looking for advice, so I was giving it to her. Uh, and I told her like at at like six minutes, you just don't lane a weaver because realistically, why would you subject yourself to that? Right. So, like, what do you do? There's there's other options in the game, and uh, the 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 starting point is figuring out at what point you don't no longer want to be doing the thing that you're doing. Yep. That's 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 the first point, and then after that, it's figuring out um, the most optimal thing that you could do at that point. And um, I actually don't even care about what you choose to do other than the thing that you're still doing. It's it's the most important factor that nobody does. Is just leaving the bad situation in the first place. Like if yep. you go jungle because you don't want to be in a lane, that's good. If you go gank mid, that's good. If you go gank the, the safe lane, that's good. Anything is good. You just you just don't want to be in a cucked situation and continue getting cucked. Yeah, there's, and I, I told there's too her, many I people like, who try and outplay the situation. Like yeah, just don't. Just don't overplay it. Just take the loss in the short term and win the game as a result because you're you're leaving that situation. Right. The difference the difference between like pro players and low mortal players is that pro players are not going to sit in that lane and allow themselves to be subjected to that bullshit of being uh an ursa versus a weaver they're going to go do something else and ppd might go gank mid universe might go gank the off lane it doesn't the difference between those things really is minimal so it doesn't matter that much unless you're literally tier one um but the starting point is you can be an amazing dota player by just being like Okay, this is not realistic to be to be in this situation. We're not farming. Let's figure something else to do. Okay, that didn't work. Let's figure something else to do. Okay, that worked. We're winning now. Or it didn't work. We're losing. But yeah. if you're already losing, you just choose to do something else. Yeah, so you want to know like potentially a more real world scenario for that is 
Um, the other day, I, I've just been queuing for all rolls because of the new patch. I'm like, let me try out a bunch of random stuff. And so I got mid somehow from the queue, even though I had hard support selected as well. I got mid, and I was matched up against a rank 2000 immortal mid player. Um, my team didn't pick, so I had to pick third. I picked a Kunkka, and he last picked a TA. Um, and, you know, within the first two waves, it was extremely clear to me that I was not going to beat this guy who plays nothing but mid, and I have played everything but mid. Counter matchup, too. <laughs> like, they picked, and, they, he and picked counter the matchup he knows is good, yeah. yeah. And counterpicked. And so I'm just, like, literally, you know, just getting owned. Absolutely outplayed. I'm, I'll admit it. I am trash in this matchup. This guy's a much better mid player than I am. But you know what I didn't do? I didn't fucking feed. I shoved out the wave, and I went and hit my jungle camps, and he tried to dive me there, and then I would run away, and then I'd go hit some other jungle camps. I'd come back, I'd shove out the wave, and he was, you know, two levels ahead of me, and, you know, 80 CS when I had, like, 45 CS. And then, because I didn't feed, he was stuck in this mid lane trying to take my tower for way longer than he wanted to. And he couldn't snowball. So, like, if you're a mid player up against a smurf, just don't fucking feed the smurf. Just don't let them snowball the game because that's literally what they're going to try and do. That every is game. that is how they. That is how people. That's get how you. Rated. That's how you smurf in mid. Is you try and snowball yes, off the yes. worst person. Exactly. You just you. kill. You just kill the noob, and and you get huge. Um. If you're playing against a smurf, if you're playing against like a really good player, stuns make it so they can't press buttons. Like they're they're they can slam their keyboard and nothing is going to happen if they're stunned. So all you need to do is just survive until and if they're huge, you just stun them, kill them in one fight and then you're back. Yep. You know, in fact, you might even be ahead. Yep. But the problem is when you let this guy 1v5 you. Yep. So, yeah. All right. We yeah. have a, another patron question. By the way, just came in, coming in hot. Cool. Let's do it. Serve it up. Medieval says, I'm a patron. Question, my friend and I are Herald 5 and Crusader 1. Uh, he wants to play party ranked, but I think we do better solo. I feel like we go against parties that play together with Synergy when we play party ranked, but we don't have that as one mid and another offlane. Which of us is right? Well, if you're playing duo queue, you can you get solo queue. Like, it's the same, it's the same system. If if you're playing duo, so yeah, I have the solution to your problem. Just queue, just queue duo. Uh, it's you, you get queued into solos, and if you're queuing solo, you're just as likely to get queued into parties. Um, I guess the only problem is, uh, if you're duo, you can maybe get three stacks. That is that is the only problem. Mm -hmm. But it's it's like way less likely. Yeah, I mean, you could also just try and like talk out some strategies together beforehand. Yeah, maybe I would work on your synergy. I would definitely, I would definitely think of like, yeah, think think of strats because I I never do a queue with people without being like, okay, like what do you what do you want to play? Oh, you want to play this? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick this to like supplement, like yep. supplement what you want to do. I mean, that's Dota at its core is picking combos. So the fact that people are like, I'm going into solo queue and I'm gonna pick my favorite hero and I don't care what my team picks and I'm gonna solo carry this game is just bananas because that's not what the game is about. And the fact that it's been so focused on that for like many years. It's just weird. It's just not even the same game. Yep. 
Yep. Okay. Uh, let's see. Magnus mid or carry. Uh, both is probably fine. Uh, you probably want mid though, because I think levels. I think levels do that hero a lot of justice. So, uh, should we prioritize safe and off towers over mid? Your thoughts. Support rotation. Uh, you definitely want to get mid tower ASAP. I would say, if you watch, if you watch like any of the major, you'll notice that like the best teams are rotating to mid at like five minutes. Mm-hmm. In getting the mid tower first because it's so valuable and at five minutes it's really hard to defend the mid tower. Yep. So yeah, definitely definitely prioritize mid and the and the off lane tower first. The or the enemy safe lane tower. Like still these towers open up the largest area of the map. So you wanna you wanna get those first. AJ Reed, need help getting better but have no money for coach. What do I do? Well the first thing you could do is hit the subscribe button and subscribe to Dota Alchemy. And the second thing you could do is you could try watching your own replays and watching professional replays from Dota2ProTracker.com and just analyzing what you see. And a lot of people, when whenever we give that advice, are you watching your replays? You should watch your replays. They're always like, I don't know what I should be looking for. You will figure it out. There's there's no like formula, but if you just watch yourself play from not the like emotional tunnel vision perspective of playing the game you will notice so much more about the game and you'll just naturally get better because you'll have better situational awareness. Yep, yep. Agreed. Split Dip says, this one's for Jenkins. Two questions. Who's the one coach you've learned the most from and seen results from? And what did you took? Uh, what did you find took me from 6 to 7K MMR? Is there a mindset that changed when climbing? Oh, Jesus. Okay, this is going to be a long one for me. Um, <laughs> I'm so tea. probably the person that I've learned the most from is uh, a fellow called Newsham. He has quite a few videos on our channel. I think like three or four uh, back when we were trying to like get other people involved. We, we've had different ideas for how we should do this channel. Anyway, uh, he's, he's just always been insanely good at games and, um, Probably the most important thing that he always preaches to me, and he's criticized me of this too. Like he's watched some of my videos and be like, "Dude, chill out with this shit." Um, and I appreciate that because, like, I, I think this is a hundred percent correct. But anyway, he says, "Pro gaming, like in general, a lot of these games are way simpler than people make it seem. Like, there's a period where you learn the game." Right There's a period where you learn the game, and it is very complicated. There's a lot to it. But you play a game for one to two years, and you understand almost all of the fundamentals. You know you know all the heroes, you know all the spells, you know deny, you know creep equilibrium. like all of us know that. I, I, I'm not like better than you and, and know more about that shit than, than, than you do if we queue like one, one to two years. Um, I mean, there's more tricks, and tricks that tricks definitely definitely matter a lot. But that's a different thing. That's not like fundamental mechanics. Anyway, he thinks like what you should be thinking about in Dota is like the simple the simple terms. Like there's there's a period after you learn all of the fundamentals where you start thinking about like the tricks and mechanics and shit, and it gets like really really complicated again. But you actually just need to go back to the fundamentals, and that's why that's why we sometimes watch like herald replays, and we see somebody make like a rotation to mid that is just some ridiculous herald bullshit, and they're not really thinking about any of the mechanics or can their hero kill this hero or anything like that because they don't know. 
Um, but the mid rotation is actually really, really good because the idea behind it is insanely good. And we get distracted by all of these complicated concepts like map pressure and securing bounty runes and and laning and aggro and all of this bullshit. Basically what I'm saying and, and what and what he like taught me was ignoring all of that, all of the jargon, all of all of like the buzzwords and just thinking about like, man, this sucks. I don't want to do I don't want to be here anymore. All right, I'm gonna go move my hero somewhere else. Something as simple as that. Like I, I genuinely believe that is what separates like a 7k player from like five to six K players is just like quicker at, at the fundamental stuff like that, where it's like, you'll identify, and this is why I'm glad we had that question earlier about this quicker at identifying that. Like, I just don't want to be in this situation. So I'm going to, I'm going to go do something else because how many of us have played Dota for like five, five or more years, you know, it's like so many fucking people have played Dota for such a long time. We all know the same stuff. It's, it's just, I mean, there's, there's an element of like understanding matchups and stuff like that. But, but really my, my, and you asked like, what got me from six to seven K it's, it's just playing heroes and knowing like when I can't do something and that I need to do something else, like making these like decisions every one to two minutes. I I say that a lot. Like these one to two minute decisions are what made me a seven K player instead of a six K player. It's not mechanics or knowing how to do creep aggro pulls or or timings or any or stacking or anything like that it's it's literally just like over overarching simple decisions about the game like i'm lashrak their mid can't kill me i'm gonna go mid and take the tower at five minutes because like level four lashrak as an offlaner it's and most people that play dota i'm fucking rambling on on this one but most people that play dota would like look at a level four Lashrak go mid and be like if you've played for like four or five years and they'd be like why is this guy leaving his lane he's level four but like sometimes that's a good rotation to make and herald players will identify that and people who have played for years won't identify that so what i'm saying is basically to get 7k you need to be herald yeah cool i agree yeah, that was that was a really long tangent. I went on and on about that one. Another coach that taught me a lot was Lumden, but I won't get into that because that's a whole bag of that's a whole bag of worms. Like I had some like sex scandal on the the, the subreddit for a while there. So uh, let's see. I have twenty one thousand hours on Dota two. I've played it for almost twenty years. I don't believe I'm that. Harold two. Okay, you're just. <laughs> I don't believe that. No. When's the best time to buy Midas? Preferably never right now. Yeah, Midas is Midas is not that great. I, I don't mind on like Lone Druid. Yeah. On on heroes that like actually benefit from and pl- can play fast with the attack speed. Yeah. How do you I with the changes to Invoker not having to buy ags anymore and just rely on levels to decrease mm-hmm. the cooldown, do you think that Midas is more important on him than ever before? Uh I don't know. I, Random theory, I, crafty. I feel like I feel like you don't buy Midas for XP anymore because the outposts just give you so much mm, XP. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. And there's all the the assist XP and gold. Man, that's been cool. I've been like dying in fights, and yeah. then I'm sand king, and I just get five people in my sandstorm. They all go on me, and I die. Yeah. And then my team wipes them, and I get like a thousand gold from assist gold. <laughs> it's really cool. Everybody's a bounty so, hunter now. Yep. Basically. 
what's the meta right now? Is it generally the same as the last patch? No, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I, I no, I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Like people are picking Nature's Prophet five. I've been seeing Bloodseeker five, Mag mid, offlane puck going travels, death balling, but also farming jungle. It's weird. Faceless Void really is kind of bad now. He's not. He's not like bad, but he's not overpowered like he was. He's good with Snapfire. Yes. He's really good with Snapfire. But is he that heroes? Is he good because of Snapfire? (laughs) Snapfire is nuts. Basically, you know what? I want to. I want to. I want to make a call out here. Screw all of the people that were like, "Dude, these new heroes are garbage." Because yeah. I do think at the start they were I mean obviously they were worse than they are right now but they were still really good. Yes. Like the way people are building Snapfire right now is the polar opposite of how people were building it in the first couple of days and the win rate has skyrocketed. What are they like, doing? I now? don't People are going Snapfire cookie Max and mm-hmm. little Shredder Max. Okay. Uh, little Shredder first completely skipping Scatter Blast. Sure. Uh going for the like support talents like Fire Snap Cookie restores 250 health mm-hmm. instead of the scatter blast damage and not building as a right clicker. Like you just you just play to use your ultimate uh in, in team fights. It does, That's it. It does like eight macro pyres of damage. Yeah, it's 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 really good. It's insanely good. I mean, dude, they playing your four or damage, five? Uh four, five and offlane. Cool. Both are both are fine. So yeah, the damage per glob, it does so. It does 1,600 damage at level 1. 1,600 plus the burn DPS. It burns for 3 seconds. So 150 times 8 added to that as well. Possible damage. Right. So it does like 2,000 or more damage at level 1. Tell me that. Tell me that's not broken. <laughs> like There's some way you can use that where it's broken. But people yeah. just played these heroes like total garbage when, when the patch first came out. Right. I mean, it don't even give me start about Void Spirit. How the fuck am I supposed to catch this guy? You can't. He's he's jumping and teleporting and portaling around everywhere all the time and stunning me, and I'm silenced. All of a sudden, he's Yules, but then he appears over here. Like, where where is this guy going, man? Yeah, what's that, going on? With that's this? the thing is, people are building him as like a right clicker in the first couple of days, and it's like, dude, he's Pangolier. He's Pangolier Ember Spirit. Just buy a Yule Scepter. Buy a Lotus Orb, and then you actually can't die, and you just—he's actually a way better Ember Spirit. It's yeah. r- ridiculous. He has a fifty-eight percent win rate as the most picked hero on pro level pubs. Every day I look at this, the win rate goes up and the pick rate goes up as well. Mm-hmm. Snapfire too. Snapfire's at a forty-eight percent win rate with two thousand picks and pro level pubs. I still see people going scatter blast. I still see people trying to go right click Snapfire. I still see people picking this without having any idea of how to actually play the hero. So, like, I think Snapfire is a harder hero to play, to play well, than Void Spirit. Uh, yeah, I agree. That's my opinion on it. I think it's broken. It's I think Void Spirit broken. plays itself if you buy the right items. But if you don't buy the right items, then he can be a very, very squishy feeding hero. To pull do, you have, do you have toxic cancer players in Immortal Brackets? Yes, it, it gets worse. The people are more and more insane. Yep. Uh, why is Sanjay and Yasha... Such a popular item now because of status resistance. Status resistance. And pairing yes. it with Satanic giving you like 50% status yep. resistance. Do you think Life Stealer can be played as support or back to core? He is not a core. He is one of the worst cores in Dota. If you want to lose MMR, you pick it as a core. Still a support. Yep. NP position three. Yeah, it's pretty good. What do you guys think is the best hard support counter to Void Spirit and Snapfire? Silencer. Silencer's pretty good. Um, 
hard lockdown. I think Jakiro is reasonable against both of them as well. Sure. Ice path pretty good. Does does lockdown. Jenkins elevated? That's the last question we'll do. All right, thanks yes. guys. We'll see you next episode. Bye bye. Thanks as always to our patrons, and thank you to chat for all the questions this week. See you later.